Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. Live from the Missouri Athletic Club, it's the Jack Buck Awards. Now, your host for the evening, KMOX sports director, Tom Ackerman. Wow. Woo. The Missouri Athletic Club in downtown St. Louis, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Members and guests of the MAC, listeners on the 50,000 red hot watts of KMOX and around the world on Odyssey. Welcome to the 53rd Jack Buck Sports Awards. What a great crowd. We are packed in here. I feel like we're in the transfer portal. Uh, speaking of that, I spoke to Doug Armstrong just the other day. He said they're trying to figure out how to hop in the portal and come out in 2019. This is the celebration of St. Louis sports, so it is appropriate to get our night started with an announcement. Wilson Contreras is a St. Louis Cardinal. The Venezuelan catcher, Wilson Contreras, three-time All-Star, world champion, checks all the boxes. If I may drift into my old job of Sports Open Line host for a moment, if you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. He checks all the boxes. He's a catcher. He's a middle-of-the-order hitter. He's a DH when you need one. He knows the NL Central. He's a winning player and personality. Any Cubs fans in the audience? Well, there's one of the best reasons of all. It's now an unfortunate turn of events for you, which is always fun. Wilson, you're now on the good side. Where Yachty and Albert once roamed, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's a great signing. Now we in St. Louis can watch the Cardinals do everything they need to do this offseason after they signed their catcher, Wilson Contreras. Great, great day. The offseason is also underway for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they are three and nine. I mean, that's, it's okay. I mean, most of L.A. doesn't know they exist anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, football begins across the street from the MAC, the St. Louis Battlehawks, two months away. 
They play in the Dome in two months. In three months, a $458 million stadium, also downtown, St. Louis City, SC. They have a waiting list of 200,000 people for season tickets. The Rams could only dream. Across the river from here, Worldwide Technology Raceway sold out their first ever NASCAR Cup race this year. Great. They had 80,000 people on the grounds at Worldwide Technology Raceway. The Ascension Charity Classic, also happening here in St. Louis each and every year. Pulls in some of the greatest professionals this game has ever seen. Each year at Norwood Hills Country Club and Belle Reve has more to come, as we know. College sports, alive and well in the region. Illinois took down number two Texas last night. You see that? Mizzou is undefeated, and those two football teams, Illinois and Mizzou, are going to bowl games. SLU, yeah, give them a round of applause, absolutely, yeah. Uh, SLU not only plays high-level hoops, but I got news for the country. We're going to celebrate basketball tonight. St. Louis University absolutely owns college soccer right now. There isn't a program in the country that has men and women a combo like they have. Congratulations to the Billikens. Which brings us to the Blues. And um, is Tom Stillman here? He is? Oh, perfect. Awesome. Um, the Blues are strange. Uh, they were good last season. They lost to the eventual champions, as we know. They were good to start the year. Then they were awful. Uh, then they were amazing. And then they lost again. Then they had the comeback of all comebacks against Florida. And then they lost again. And then they scored a touchdown last night against the Islanders. I mean, Tom, <laughs> our emotions can only go so far here. It's, we, we can only take so much. But the Blues, really what they've done, if you look at the big picture, and I know they won the Stanley Cup, but what they've done to this city, this region, to grow the game of hockey, St. Louis is a hockey hotbed, thanks to the St. Louis Blues. So thank you to the Blues for all you do. The United States men's national team had two players from St. Louis in the starting lineup. Tim Ream and Josh Sargent, and like any good St. Louisan, we can tell you exactly where they went to high school. St. Dominic. We can also tell you where their parents, cousins, aunts, uncles all went to high school also. But we care, that's why. We love sports. We love the people in sports most of all. We learn about our teams and our coaches and our players, and that's who we are, and we don't apologize for it. We're St. Louis. Sports unites us. You know, we can have our differences, and we do in this region, but sports bring us together. So, Wilson Contreras, welcome to St. Louis, the best sports city in America.
We have incredible sponsors at the Jack Buck Sports Awards. The banquet's presenting sponsor is Redbird Carriers. The sponsor of the Bob Plager Legends Award is MGI Risk Advisors. The sponsor of the Jack Buck Award is First Bank. The sponsor of the Burns Bragg Award is USI. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor to be up here. This year marks the 20th anniversary of the passing of the legendary Jack Buck. He started this event at the Missouri Athletic Club in 1970. He emceed the first 32 dinners. His final public appearance was at this event in 2001. And his impact is still felt in so many ways in our community. In 2002, the name of this banquet was changed to the Jack Buck Awards to honor his legacy. Let's take a look at a video and remember the life of Jack Buck. You know, if you think back in my dad's life, his last public appearance was at this dinner. He came here in December of 2001, didn't tell anybody that he was going in for lung cancer surgery, left the banquet in December of 01, late at night, drove with my mom to Barnes Hospital and checked in and the next day had lung cancer surgery. So if anybody would ever question what this dinner meant to my dad, that's the answer. Um, I'm sure he looked at his calendar and said, well, we'll book this for the day after the MAC dinner uh, because it was that important to him. All the jokes that he told year after year, same jokes a lot of the time as you know, the previous five years. Um, he and my mom worked on them during the course of the month of December and he kind of delivered it like a great stand-up routine by the time he got up there and people were just around his finger while he just did one story after another, told one joke after another. Uh, this was a really special night in his life and, and I saw that as a kid. It's why after he passed away, I stepped into the void and, and emceed it for a number of years. Um, and it's why I'm glad it's in great hands with Tom Ackerman and, and it continues on KMOX. I have the number one job in baseball. Not the number one job in broadcasting, but the number one job in baseball. Hey, thank you, Stan. All right, Jack. Nice being with you, too. I have the job every night of walking into the best seat in the ballpark and describing Cardinal baseball. Oh, close! Out at first base. Imagine the people I've had the fun of describing. Well, there's a drive by Musial. It's going to be a home run. I know. And I forget that. I want to be belligerent about it, but I kind of think that St. Louis is not only the heartland of America, but the best baseball city in the United States. And that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! The biggest kick I get is to communicate with those who are exiled from the game. Mark, a chance to redeem himself. Those who have seldom seen a game, some who can't travel to the game. Adios! Goodbye! And maybe that's the winner! And that made me 
So proud. Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! I don't believe what I just saw! And we'll see you tomorrow night. The game has kept me young, involved, and excited. Home run, McGuire! 61! History! Bedlam! What a moment! I'm humble, happy, and very grateful. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Missouri Athletic Club and the Ryan Trophy Committee are proud to announce Maxim Belly is the 2022 winner of the Jim Ryan Memorial Trophy. The trophy named in honor of longtime MAC member and former Minnesota Golden Gopher, Jim Ryan, is awarded annually to the St. Louis area hockey player who demonstrates remarkable abilities both on and off the ice with respect to their playing ability, leadership skills, and gentlemanly behavior. Max Belly, goaltender for St. Louis University High School, currently a senior and playing for the AAA Blues in addition to the Junior Billikens. Born in Belarus, Maxim and his family immigrated to the United States shortly after his birth, and he has spent most of his life in the St. Louis region. He's at table 17. Let's offer our congratulations to Max Belly. At this time, we'd like to introduce our head table. Please welcome making his final appearance at the Jack Buck Awards this year. He will be retiring in 2023. The longtime general manager of the Missouri Athletic Club, Wally Smith. Also at the head table, MAC President Brent Boimer. What makes this night special is to have so many talented people up here and out in the crowd together. Here are tonight's award presenters and honorees. The basketball coach at St. Louis University, Travis Ford. <laughs> Presenting the Burns Brig Award, Hall of Famer, the Wizard of Oz, the greatest shortstop of all time, Ozzie Smith. We have another Hall of Famer who will be hearing from in just a bit. Table 16, welcome Orlando Pace. Another award presenter in the audience. We will be hearing from him later as well. The 2008 recipient of the Jack Buck Award, Kelly Chase. The 2022 recipient of the Carl O'Bauer Award. He led all of college basketball in assists last season. He's doing it again this season. Yuri Collins. The 2022 recipient of the Burns Brig Award, one of the best talents this city has ever produced. Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne. 
the recipient of the Jack Buck Award, the president of the St. Louis Blues Alumni Association, Bruce Affleck. And the recipient of the Bob Plager Legends Award 2022 in Shriney in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Dick Vermeil. At table 12, we noted him earlier. He is the governor, chairman of the Stanley Cup champions from 2019 from the St. Louis Blues, Tom Stillman. President of Business Operations CEO, Chris Zimmerman. <laughs> Table 14, one of the toughest blues of all time, Barrett Jackman. <laughs> Outstanding forward, now broadcaster, Jamal Mayers. Another great defenseman, one of the best we've ever had here, Jeff Brown. And right by him, exciting talent, back home with the Blues. Please welcome from the St. Louis Blues, Logan Brown. At the Redbird Carriers table, we are very pleased to have St. Louis Police Chief Michael Sack. <laughs> table 22, St. Louis Fire Chief Dennis Jenkerson. In the audience tonight, Athletic Director at St. Louis University, Chris May. He's right there with the Billikens, man, mixing it up with the Billikens. Absolutely, I knew that. Table 11, here's a great player too. Cardinal Ritter, Georgetown, seven years in the NBA, St. Louis's own Jahidi White. At table 11, the man who made the tackle. All that needs to be said, Mike Jones. Table 33 is the KMOX table, market manager, Becky Damian. <laughs> table 28, my parents, Mike and Monty Summers, and my best friend, my wife, Angie. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to honor the Sports Personality of the Year. It is awarded every year, voted on by the members of the MAC. A great run of recipients. Starting in 1970, Bob Gibson was the first recipient of the Sports Personality of the Year, this dinner created by Jack Buck. This man is the 25th Cardinal to win Sports Personality of the Year at the MAC. Let's take a look at this video. Yeah. 
to the infield. Oh, he made the catch. My chopper, Arnato, bare hands throws. Arnato, right back up the Arnato. It's Goldschmidt on a 3-2 that's lifted in the air. Deep left field. Nolan Arnato for the second night in a row goes over. Gold Glove winner for the 10th consecutive season, only Hall of Famers Brooks Robinson, Ozzie Smith, and Keith Hernandez have longer streaks. Ranked first among third basemen in double plays, second in assists, ranked second in defensive runs saved, Hit 293 with 30 home runs and 103 RBIs. Those are MVP numbers. His teammate won MVP. Seven-time All-Star. Won his sixth consecutive Rawlings Platinum Gold Glove Award. That award presented to the top defensive player in the league, regardless of position. The first player to secure six Platinum Glove Awards is the Sports Personality of the Year, Nolan Arenado. Nolan could not be with us this evening, but he did deliver us this message. Hey everyone, um, Nolan Arenado here. Um, obviously, I can't be there tonight and I apologize. Um, there's a lot going on back home. Uh, obviously the family, the baby, um, getting ready for the season and the holidays. So I wasn't able to come out. Um, with that being said, you know, I wanna thank all the members at Missouri Athletic Club for voting for me. Um, and having me uh, win the Jack Buck Award. Um, I, I know you see my eyes going left. It's, I am cheating. I do have notes because I had to write it down. Um, but uh, the Jack Buck Award, really cool um, to see all the players that have come before me that have won it. I saw Holiday, Bob Gibson, Willie McGee, um, Goldie, Wayno. Um, it's really cool. And uh, to be voted as a top local sports figure, it's a really cool because there's a lot of great athletes out there and there are a lot of great players on the Cardinals and on the Blues. And... Uh, truly an honor so thank you so much um you know whenever you get honored by the, the city you play in it's truly uh, a great feeling um it's cool to see that everyone appreciates what i did this year and uh it means a lot um and obviously being the 25th winner really cool and uh like i said i'm just uh, so thankful for you guys for voting for me and winning this award um i know some of you are probably thinking that you know, winning awards is not that, you know, I've won a few this year, thank God, and uh, it's been really cool. But uh, like I said, whenever you win something in your city, it's a great feeling. Um, and uh, I just, I'm just so happy to come back. You know, obviously, uh, I'll be here for another five years, and uh, I can't wait to spend the next five, six years in St. Louis. And I don't know if you can win this multiple times, but it would be pretty cool to get another one. Um, and hopefully I'll be there this time or next time. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm very thankful. Thank you guys for everything. It's an honor. Um, I can't wait to see you guys this summer. Have a good one. Nolan, thank you very much, and congratulations. The Carl O. Bauer Award recognizes a top amateur sports figure. Bauer was an important personality in the Missouri Athletic Club's history, bringing innovation and inspiration to the club's athletic department during 45 years of service as athletic director. The recipient this year 
is one of the most fascinating and exciting players in college basketball today. Let's take a look. Collins, all the way in off the glass here. Keeps his dribble on the winning. What a feat. Team high 14 points. And he's got no three-pointers. Right? He's finding other ways to put the ball in the hole. Great pass from Collins. Finally, his down to five. Collins has to make something happen and done. Late in regulation. Collins steps back. Three ball. Get it to a third overtime. Collins on the move. Goes in Johnson. Steps through. The shot is up and good. Step the day. Collins is running. Splits the defense. Gibson, Jamerson. Six of 24 for UMass. Collins. gentlemen to present the Carl O. Bauer Award. Please welcome the head coach at St. Louis University, Travis Ford. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate, um, appreciate all you do for the city of St. Louis, Tom. And Tom's always kind enough to uh, let me come on a Sunday morning show uh, on uh, KMOX and uh, we talk a little basketball during the season. So appreciate that. That's always a good time. Um, but uh, what a great evening. Wally and I were talking about there's just a great energy in the room, a great buzz in the room, and uh, you can really, really feel it. Uh, it's great to be here at the MAC where uh, my family and I are, are proud members uh, to be a part of this community. Um, we want to thank uh, everyone for being here uh, on, this, on this night to celebrate um, sports in this great uh, city and to honor the legacy of uh, Mr. Buck. I, you know, growing up in western Kentucky, which is big, big cardinal territory, you grow up listening to, to Jack Buck, um, and uh, I, I can hear his voice as I was growing up. But when I moved to St. Louis, uh, I've enjoyed even more hearing stories uh, about Mr. Buck and just how much he meant to this city uh, and how much this city meant to him. And uh, it's an honor to be here uh, tonight. Um, you know, where do I start with Yuri Collins? Uh, it started for me, I'd been on the job here for maybe a year or so, and I kept hearing about this point guard in the city that was playing over at St. Mary's High School. And my assistants kept saying, you really need to go watch this young man play. I think you'll absolutely love him. I'm like, well, he's just a sophomore. I mean... Uh, I got a plenty of time, um, but we did. We went over and watched a high school game in December of his sophomore year, and it took me about five minutes to realize, and I turned to Corey Tate, my assistant, and said, we have to have him. No matter what, we need him to run our basketball team because what I saw in Yuri from day one as a young sophomore uh, is a very mature individual as a sophomore, very mature a young man that was already making plays way beyond his years, making plays that no other player could make. And I had, you know, we go watch 
players play all the time, recruit kids all the time. And I enjoyed, for two years recruiting him, I enjoyed every opportunity to watch him play. I looked forward to going to recruit him because I loved watching him play and with, the, with his energy and the toughness he played with. And we were fortunate enough going into his senior year, we recruited two for two years as hard as we possibly could recruit anybody. Um, we just said we can't let him leave St. Louis. He's got to be umbilical. He's got to run our team. And we were fortunate enough going into his senior year that he signed with our basketball team, signed with the Billikens. Um, and since he signed, he's been a, a record breaker. You know, Yuri gets a lot of attention for his passing, for his assists, which he should. You know, last year he led all of Division One in assists at little over nine assists a game. Um, this year, he's already, after 11, 12 games, whatever we've played, he's overwhelmingly leading the country in assists. Nobody's even close to him right now. Uh, and he's, uh, he'll lead the country in assists again this year. You know, Yuri does have an incredible... I've been, Doing a lot of interviews on Yuri over the last couple of days after he got 20 assists the other night in a game. Um, and I told him, in the game where he got 20 assists, and obviously I'm around him every single day and I feel like I've seen everything, but even the game where he got 20 assists, there was about four to five passes that I was just like, wow, where did he come up with that? Uh, he has an incredible feel for the game. Maybe one of the best feels I've ever seen as, as a coach or even as a player. He has a great understanding of the game of basketball, which makes him a great passer. But as much as he gets said about his passing and his assists, he's much more than that on the court. I admire on a daily basis, I admire his, his work ethic. He gets a lot of attention, but he's the hardest worker every single day. I admire his toughness. He's got an incredible toughness about him. Um, and I noticed that from day one, when I coached him after the very first practice he ever had, I remember talking to the coaches in the staff meeting at practice, like, you know, I coached Marcus Smart, and he's pretty tough. But I said, Yuri Collins is just as tough as he is and maybe even tougher. Um, and that's hard to find nowadays, those tough players. Um, he's, he takes the challenge on wanting to guard the best player, the best opponent, their best guard. Last year, not only did he lead the country in assists, but he was first-team all-league and first-team all-league defender. That's not easy. So what we do, we ask Yuri to handle the ball for 95 minutes and get 20 assists and then go guard the other team's best player for 40 minutes, pick them up for 94 minutes, just an easy night's work. So we don't ask a lot out of Yuri. Um, but he had a game last year. We know about the assists. He had 35 points against George Mason last year. If he needs to score, he can go score. He's much more than just a, a guy that passes the ball and makes assists. He's a complete player. He's an incredible leader, a great, great leader. And as great a basketball player as he is, and he's one of the best I've ever coached, he's even a better person you will not find a better young man than Yuri Collins. You will not find a better young man. He is a young man of very high character, 
great values. Very positive person, which balances me out pretty well. So we go well together. I need that. Yuri is, you know, it makes my job easy when you have a young man like Yuri Collins who's leading your basketball team. And just, I could go on and on about the type of young man he is. He's played for me for four years now, and not one single time in four years has he ever been in my office for something that he's done wrong. I've never had to say, Yuri, go to class. I've never had to say, Yuri, you got to get with your academics. Never had to say that, not one single time. He represents our university. He represents our city. He represents our basketball team at the highest level with first class in every way. Now, this foundation was instilled in him by his biggest fans, his mom and dad, who I'd like to recognize, his mom, Kayla, who is here, if she would stand up. And his dad, Fred, if Fred would stand up. They are incredible support system and just incredible parents. They support Yuri. They're behind him in everything. And that's where all this was instilled from him, just great, great parents. Um, and another testament to Yuri. You know, we, um, we played a game last night, and things didn't go so well. We were in New York, New York City, and things didn't quite go our way. One of, one of our better performances. But we had a long night in more ways than one. The game gets over very late last night. Um, we're on our charter plane back, and halfway through it, and before we get off, the, the, the pilot says we're going to have to, uh, we can't land in St. Louis. We're going to have to go to uh, uh, Illinois, Springfield, Illinois. I'm like, do what? It's already been a long enough night. Let's get home. He's like, we can't land. Fog's to us, no clearance. Fog's there. So we had to go to Springfield, Illinois, get the bus to come pick us up, make a long story short. We literally arrive at Chaffetz Arena on the bus at a little after 4 a.m. last night, after a very, very long night. And a testament to Yuri, his whole team is here tonight. After a very, would you guys stand up, please? Would you guys stand up? After a long night, it would have been pretty easy to kind of skip out tonight. But it shows, it shows what type of young man Yuri is, the effect he has on others. Um, when he first was told that he had received this award, he immediately, two seconds later, he's like, great, can my teammates be there? That's the type of young man he is. And uh, it's an honor to be up here recognizing him and you're the Carl O. Bauer Award winner as the top amateur sports figure in St. Louis. Please join me in welcoming the best point guard in America, Yuri Collins.
How you guys doing? Um, thank you, Coach Ford. Thank you, Tom. And thank you, everyone who is here tonight. Um, I'm honored to be congratulated on this award and to be um, presented in front of all you guys. Um, as Coach Ford mentioned, I am truly proud to be playing for the St. Louis Billikens and to be able to represent my city, the St. Louis. Um, first of all, I would like to say thanks to my parents, because without them, I wouldn't be here. Um, to Coach Ford and all my coaches, thank you for believing in me, always putting me in the best position to succeed. Um, it was a dream to play here in St. Louis. Um, not too many guys stay in their hometown and play basketball, but I decided to do so, and I'm glad I did. To my guys, my brothers, my road dogs, my teammates. I need y'all to stand up again, stand up again, stand up again. Um, I asked for them to be here to get this honor too because without them, I wouldn't be here. Um, assistance is a two-way street and they have the hard part. They got to make the shots. I'm just passing the ball. So uh, thank you guys for that. Um, I was told that I was the 19th Billiken to re receive this award. Um, Katie and Kelvin, um, who was our women's and men's soccer coaches last year, um, they wore these, won these previous awards, and um, they made it to the NCAA tournament. And that's something we're trying to do this year. So they're leading the way, showing us the way. So we're trying to follow their footsteps. Um, <laughs> former Billiken basketball players like Jordan Jett, Dwayne Evans, Marquis Perry, Larry Hughes, Erwin Claggett, Scott Hamark, Anthony Bauer, and H. Wallerman were all guys who also received this award. Um, and also my former teammates, Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French. <laughs> it's an honor to be on this list. And with saying all this, I am truly proud to be from St. Louis, to be a part of the Billiken family. And I would like to... Um, have you guys come out to the game if you could. Um, <laughs> um, our next three games, we will be at home. Uh, we, play we, play we play this Saturday um, against a really good Boise State team, and we're about to go on a run. So I would like to get you guys to come out and see the show we have. I'd like to wrap this up by thanking Missouri Athletic Club for this great honor. Thank you again. I hope you guys have a good night. Congratulations, Yuri. Thanks to Coach Ford as well, and thanks to the Billikens for being here. I'd like to also recognize from the University of Missouri, please welcome their broadcaster, Howard Richards. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the MAC Sports Foundation has a long tradition of recognizing outstanding achievements in the field of athletics, 
and sponsoring special evenings like tonight to honor individuals who are making a positive impact in the sports community. The MAC Sports Foundation has a long tradition of giving back to our community with the belief that the power of athletics can make a positive difference in the lives of young people. The Youth and Family Center on Cass and Ninth provides those athletic opportunities to all ages. The YFC is in need of some building renovations, including the installation of a new gym floor with secure, usable exterior doors and welcoming main entrance. This fall, the MAC Sports Foundation has pledged $50,000 towards this project. Also, thank you. Also, through the MAC's relationship with the Regional Business Council's Social Venture Partnership, we're extremely excited that the American Hellenic Foundation of St. Louis has been inspired to contribute an additional $50,000 of support for this project at the YFC. A portion of the proceeds from tonight's event have raised additional money towards the project, but the goal, the fundraising goal, has not been reached yet. So if you would like to support this important effort, you can visit macsportsfoundation.org to learn more or visit with any of our members. Certainly, they can direct you. And on that note, we have some special guests we'd like to recognize. Youth and Family Center Director, Dr. LaCrissa Crenshaw is here. We also have with us the Athletic Programs Director, legendary basketball coach, Floyd Irons. Also with us from Veta Sports, Mr. Pete Spanos, Senior Vice President, Mr. Leon Spanos of the American Hellenic Foundation of St. Louis. Thank you very much for your generous support, and we look forward to many more years working with the YFC. The Jack Buck Award is given in recognition of dedicated support of sports in St. Louis and making a positive difference in the community. This year, and this award is sponsored by First Bank, we have a terrific presenter. He actually is the winner of the Jack Buck Award in 2008. Please welcome one of the toughest competitors in the history of St. Louis Blues hockey. He is coming to the stage. He is the one and only Kelly Chase. You like these? All right, Yuri, I'm going to start off just by congratulating you. Um, nine assists a game, huh, man? I would have taken nine assists a season if I had played the way I play. <laughs> Travis said you were tough. We'll leave that to me. I'll be, <laughs> you worry about passing the ball. I'll handle the other side of it. Um, I can see, uh, I want to mention a couple of our other alumni that are here. I see Blake Dunlop, Neil Komodowski, Mike Zook, Johnny Wensick, Scott Mellenby, yeah. Bobby Gassoff. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, 
really nervous in front of the microphone, as you guys have known <laughs> over the years. Um, the MAC clientele I see has changed a little bit too over the years. We got it on live on radio. I was down in the bar a little earlier. I, know, I guess most of you have heard about the little scuffle. I was a couple of ladies down there. They were a little husky. And I, they had these Irish accents and I was gonna get them a drink. I just said, are you two ladies from Ireland? And the lady snapped back at me and she said, it's Wales, you idiot. I said, so are you two Wales from Ireland? I don't know, trouble seems to follow me. I don't know what the hell it is. Hi, Oz. My Honest to God, I got to do a Dillard's commercial with him when I was 20. I have the picture still. I think I had the same haircut. It was just wasn't as great. I couldn't believe it. I sent it to my buddies, and they said, there's no way that's real. You are not doing a photo shoot with Ozzy Smith. Here we are again, buddy. <laughs> and we're here to honor Bruce Affleck. By the applause, I'd be a little bit worried there, Paul. <laughs> so it's the Jack Buck Award, okay? Is there, there, was, <laughs> there was never a more generous human being, kind man than, than Mr. Buck. Okay, then what he did for the community was it was epic and, and awesome and and uh, I think it's one of the most prestigious awards in this city. Of course, I want it, so I would think that, but <laughs> but I really do, I really do. And uh, you know, to be honored, it's only fitting that Bruce has done that um, back into the community with what he gives back and what he does. I mean, he was drafted in the second round by the California Seals, traded to the Blues, off and on been a part of this organization for, well, since 74. So 38 years off and on in all different aspects as a player, broadcaster, um, part of the company. 40 years? What did I say, 48? 38. Oh, 48, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I even got that written down. Oh, that was his career points. Just saw us. Uh... <laughs> oh, well, you get mixed up every once in a while. It's never more important having a guy like him, especially with the loss of Bobby Plager, because he is literally the icon that carries the torch being uh, with the organization as long as he has. So Bruce starts his career in the NHL with the St. Louis Blues, um, is the rookie of the year for the St. Louis Blues in his first year with 30 points. And, um, you know, that's a heck of a start in the National Hockey League for a guy come out of Denver in college. But, he, but he's always been a part of the community. Actually, uh, the first year he played, sent three people to the hospital. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but one with a knee injury and two in the maternity ward. So it was all... Uh, <laughs>
No, he loves his wife. I'm just kidding. I... <laughs> Mr. Vermeil, you like that one, eh? You heard that? View? He's heard it before, too. I mean, 10 other banquets. Um, but listen, what Bruce has given back to this community is it, it's, it's, his generosity is endless. He really has. He's a friend of all of ours. Um, and he's gone about it in a quiet way. So the 12 or 15 or whatever, the guys that are here and the 44 that wished him well on our email thread that live in this community, um, take the lead from a guy like him. He doesn't ask for anything. He never gets a pat on the back. He just goes about it and does these things. So when you start writing down all of the things that he's been involved with, you realize it's not millions of dollars that he's helped raise. It's tens of millions of dollars. And I can honestly tell you that whether it's for skating rinks or for um, Ronald McDonald House or for any of the endless charities that we do, the Wish Foundation, the Police Foundation, this guy just constantly is working on something with somebody and doesn't get enough credit. So um, on behalf of the St. Louis Blues, Mr. Stillman, Chris Zimmerman, who are over here, Chappie, Stisser, Cruz, Trevor, Phil, Gershi, who am I missing? Somebody? Anybody? I appreciate everything that they do. Bruce has been a big part of that group right over there. That's just on the management side and ownership side. The alumni, there's 44 of us. He's a chapter president. He works with the NHL. We've now got uh, health care. Uh, uh, what do you call it, Bruce? When we go in and get our physicals done, Bruce has been a part of organizing that throughout the league, helping us with our, our national program with the Alumni Association, and honestly, um, it's a big deal. Now, when I got to know Mr. Buck, you know, he was always clowning around. I did an event one time with him and Charlie Spoonauer at a church at Thanksgiving. Mr. Buck, there was a girl from Channel 5 that was brand new that showed up, and she said, could I get a minute, Mr. Buck? He said, sure, honey, whatever you need. So he looked at us, and he kind of had a little smile on his face, and she said, so what does Thanksgiving mean to you? He said, well, my kids got it great now. They got so much to be thankful for. I mean, when I was a kid, we had goose. We didn't have turkey. We had goose. And she's looking at him. She goes, really? He goes, oh, yeah, you ever had goose, honey? She said, no. He said, oh, tough, tough, tough bird. <laughs> then we had flamingo one year. She said, Flamingo, Mr. Buck? He, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, that leg they tuck up underneath them, tenderest part of the bird. <laughs> he, I mean, the man played along with this girl for 10 minutes, and she had no clue. It was just going right over her head, one after another. Spoonhour couldn't stop laughing. And Jack Buck had this uncanny way of making everybody feel really good about themselves. Because if you were the first guy to speak at an event for Mr. Buck, he would say, come on, kid, we need you. We need you to jump out of the gate and get us started. Spoonhour's going to put us to sleep halfway through. <laughs> if you were in the middle, he'd say, hey, kid, we're going to need to wake the people up. Spoonhour's leading off right now. And it, and, and it didn't matter what, he always made you feel good. But we call Bruce Switzerland. 
because that's exactly how he is. He is exactly that personality. He makes you feel good. No matter how shitty your day is going, he, he's a guy that will make you feel good. He'll make you, he'll come over and nothing's that bad. And he goes about it in this community since forever, 74, 75, and always made people feel better. So on behalf of our alumni and the guys that are all here and the thousands of people you've helped, Bruce, I'm honored that I get to present you with the Jack Buck Award. Glad you're my buddy. How do you follow that crap? <laughs> Thanks, Chaser. Thank you for all you do for the Blues, the alumni, and the city of St. Louis. When I got the letter from Jim Wilson from the MAC here about the award, I couldn't believe what I was reading. And Obviously very excited, and I'm getting more excited as I read it. And then down at the bottom it says, and Kelly Chase won this award. And I just went, oh. <laughs> I got the back microphone last, Chaser. Unbelievable. And thanks to the MAC, I mean, the Jack Buck Award. Chaser just went over Jack Buck. We saw the film before. I mean, what an honor, and what he meant to the city of St. Louis, and what an honor for myself, my family that is here. I mean, I look at the past winners. Obviously, Ozzy is one of them. Mike Shanahan, former Blues owner. Musual? <laughs> Affleck? <laughs> John Davidson. Robert Hyland from KMOX, a long time ago. Of course, Tom Stillman, our owner. So, very honored to receive this award and to be on that same list of those people. It's just uh, hard for me to believe. First and foremost, I wanted to thank my wife, Cecily, who is here for allowing me, yep. <laughs> to spend a lot of time with former players and those long meetings. Is that my daughter laughing? <laughs> Our daughter, Shannon, and her husband, Brad. Our son, JQ, and his wife, Lauren. So proud of all of you, and we love you. But I can't not forget the two grandchildren. I was told I had to say their names. Boston and Bella, if you're listening, you make our life whole and awesome. Thank you. Congratulations to the other winners. I gotta know, has Travis or Coach Ford ever said a bad word about you? Yeah? yeah? Oh, the truth comes out. Huh? If you don't have a family representative yet, hire him. Congratulations on the record also, and good luck the rest of the year. Coach Vermeil, congratulations on the Hall of Fame, and thank you for the Super Bowl.
My partner sitting next to me at dinner there, Mike Claiborne, I think he's been involved in every sport in the city of St. Louis into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Good seeing you, Ozzy. There's a... In 1988, I, I went to the owner of the St. Louis Blues, Mike Shanahan at the time, and I said, we'd like to start the St. Louis Blues alumni. He looked at me and said, great idea. On one condition, you give back to the community in the city of St. Louis. We agreed to that. He wrote us a check for $10,000 back in 1988 to get us started. Move forward to today, the ownership group led by Tom Stillman, and what they've done to help us, it continues today. Tom, thank you very much for letting us do what we do and being a partner with you. Chris Zimmerman, also here, true believer in the alumni, and we are a better group together, Z. Thank you for what you do for us. You know, the alumni has been very fortunate to donate millions of dollars over the course of the years. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Police Foundation, hundreds of thousands of dollars to backstoppers, hundreds of thousands of dollars to minor hockey. We were fortunate enough to raise some money during the pandemic for small businesses in St. Louis and donate tens of thousands of dollars to different businesses in St. Louis. Yes, thank you. You know, the fan support has always been fantastic. I mean, think about it. 42,000 people watching the alumni game at the Winter Classic. We outdrew the LA Rams that weekend. <laughs> the All-Star Game, the alumni All-Star Game at Centene sold out. And how about the Stanley Cup Parade? The Blues were generous enough in allowing the alumni to be part of that historic day. And I remember being on the float with Barrett Jackman next to us, and I think both of us were crying going down Market Street. It was unbelievable. And in, in the end, really, we're the lucky ones. You think about it. Isn't it better to give than receive? And that's what we do. And that's what St. Louis is all about. It's the most giving town that any other place you go around, other players that come in from the NHL say they can't believe what goes on in St. Louis and how fortunate we are. You know, just think about the number of golf tournaments, all the other charity events. You're a very giving community, and we're part of that. As you know, hockey is a team game, and the Blues alumni is a team effort and a great fraternity on top of it. Sorry you're not part of it. So anyways, I'd like to thank all of them. There are 53 alumni families in St. Louis, including broadcasters, and the following families where we lost alumnus too soon. Todd Ewan, Bart Plager, Mark Reeds, Bob Gassoff, Jimmy Roberts, Bob Plager, Doug Wickenheiser, Ed Kia, Dan Kelly. Now you're gonna have to bear with me here on this. These are the ones that live in town call St. Louis home. Martin Brodeur, Jeff Brown, Jim Campbell, John Casey, Paul Cavallini, Kelly Chase, 
Blake Dunlop, Bernie Federico, Bob Gassoff, Bob Hesp, Barrett Jackman, Cam Jansen, Darren Kimball, Neil Komodowski, Reed Lowe, Al McInnes, Jamal Mayers, Andy McDonald, Mike McKenna, Philip McRae, Scott Melamy, Steve Ott, Larry Patey, Chris Pronger, Bruce Racine, Rob Ramage, Jamie Rivers, Ted Sater, Dwight Schofield, Keith Kachuk, Peter Stasny, P Perry Turnbull, Tony Twist, Mike Van Ryan, John Wensink, Rick Zombo, and Mike Zook. Not bad, huh? We all call St. Louis home because the fans treated us like family when we played here. Thank you, St. Louis, and thank you to the MAC. In 1995, the Bob Burns Benchwarmer Award was established to recognize years of promoting St. Louis through sports. The award was named for the longtime sports editor at the St. Louis Globe Democrat. In 2005, the name of the award was changed to also honor Burns' friendly rival at the Post-Dispatch, Bob Bragg, and to present the Burns Bragg Award sponsored by USI, please welcome Hall of Famer, Ozzie Smith. As a presenter, it's never easy following Chaser. Oh, what a treat. I have the honor and pleasure of introducing someone that I've known for over 30 years. Someone I'm very proud to call my friend. He was born and raised right here in St. Louis, but his age and date of birth, uh, it has been called into uh, question. <laughs> he has spent the better part of the last 20 years with teammates Mike Shannon, John Rooney, and Ricky Horton. His interests are vast, from pop culture, movies, politics, and as you probably know, he's not afraid to share his opinion on any subject or topic. This journalist has done pre and post game shows for the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Blues. And still the only black guy I know who can call hockey. <laughs> he's, he's, he's covered the Super Bowl, World Series, Stanley Cup, and boxing as well. He has been a fixture on sports radio here in St. Louis for over 40 years, and he certainly has had success in his field of journalism. But his proudest work has been two beautiful daughters, Taylor and Alex. It gives me great pleasure to present the Bob Bragg Bob Burns Award to my friend, Mr. Mike Claiborne. Wow, that was pretty good. You and Chase need to take a math class together because 
we've known each other since 1981 when you first got here, so it's been a little longer than that. Thank you, man, for such kind words. And um, as I mentioned, we've known each other for so many years. We've had so many good laughs, and, and we've had some cries together. But uh, when it comes to representing a community, no matter what the zip code is, I don't know if anyone has ever done it better than Jack Buck and certainly Ozzie Smith. I want to congratulate the honorees this evening, Yuri Collins. Thank you for making St. Louis your basketball home. You had options. And you thought enough to stay here. And uh, for anybody who's ever seen you play, we are certainly darn glad you're here. I, I forgot I was going to say something else, but we're on the air, so, you know. But thank you so much for what you've done, and good luck to you. And I can't wait to see you guys playing in March, way into March, OK? To Nolan Arenado, who's not here this evening, congratulations to him. And Nolan, I'll take your trophy home with me. It'll be on my wall before you see it. And, and how lucky are we to see two of the greatest defensive players in the history of baseball who wear the birds on the bat in Ozzie and Nolan Arenado. I can't even pitch, but I think I'd like to try and pitch that day against a left-handed hitter or a right-handed hitter. I think I can get somebody out knowing those two guys had the left side of the infield covered. We're so fortunate to have both of those guys on, on the Cardinals. And, uh, oh, by the way, season tickets are available, cardinals.com. Now that we have Contreras, that's going to be a lot of fun. To Bruce Affleck, who we've known each other forever. Probably I've known you as long as Ozzy, but uh, every hat that Bruce has ever worn, has fitted perfectly on his head and the responsibilities he's, he, that he's had for the St. Louis Blues and this St. Louis community. You are truly, sir, Mr. St. Louis Blue. Thank you. <laughs> Bruce wants to introduce himself to me again. I think he forgot who I am. Coach Vermeil, I don't know where to start with you. You, uh, you and I have gone back to those days when we were working together, doing this uh, post game and things of that nature. And you let it be known it's okay to cry when you're happy. Now I can't stop crying. <laughs> My girlfriend says, you're going to start that again. So I, I said tonight I was not going to cry because I cried happy things all the time. But thanks to you and your passion, not only for your players but people, uh, it, it just meant so much to me. You inspired me. Uh, for so many different reasons. And man, that sport jacket you have on, that is the coolest jacket there is. Am I right? And you know, by the way, this is the coolest dinner of the off season. Think about it. Look around you and look at the legends in this room. You got Howard Richards over there. You got Orlando Pace. You got Mike Jones. You got Floyd Irons. You have that blues tape. By the way, if I can get Mayers, Mellenby, Chaser, and Barrett Jackman to just take one shift to period these days, we get a whole lot of things straightened out. <laughs> and when you get tired, there's John Winsick in the back. Zipper Zepper, you made TV in St. Louis back in the day. If you didn't see the Zippos, you didn't see anything. When I found out when I found out I was receiving this award, I was truly speechless. Now, if you know me, I talk a lot. 
There's not a teacher on the planet that could ever say they saw me speechless until I got that, that, that letter like Bruce did because I didn't know about it. Tom Ackerman told me about, because I was planning on being in the winter meetings uh, until tomorrow, and he said, oh, well, you know about the dinner. What, what dinner? And then he's like, oh, the cat's out. I didn't know because the email went in my spam, so I didn't get it. <laughs> it was one of the greatest moments of my life, and I'm glad I shared it. I was just sitting there, and I had to read it like three or four times, and I started with Dear Mike to make sure they were talking about me. And I found out it was me, and, it, and it's truly been the best Wednesday night I've spent in a long time unless it's date night with my significant. So I thank the committee for thinking enough of me. And the reason why I say that is because I knew Mr. Burns and Mr. Bragg. When I first broke in the business, they were working at KMOX, thanks to Bob Hyland, the greatest radio man in the history of radio. And uh, I got to know them both. Bob Bragg, impeccably dressed all the time, wore a bow tie before Mo knew what one looked like. Always nice, never had a bad day, always thoughtful, always helpful. Bob Burns, a little bit of a different guy, okay? <laughs> but he and I, we disagreed on different things, but the coolest thing about it was we could disagree, but we listened to each other. And we could walk away saying, okay, I see where you're going with this. And find, we would find a, a balance. And I think one of the crowning moments was when I got married, Bob Burns was sitting in the fifth row of my wedding. This, this is how our bond became. And that, that's something we don't see as much as we need to, to be better listeners to each other. But I thank both of those people because if it wasn't for them, you probably would have never heard from me because they gave me the support that I needed as a young pup. So I thank both of them and I truly accept this award on their behalf. There's a lot of people I need to thank here tonight and it starts with the man upstairs because he blessed me with surrounding me with so many people that have had an impact on my life, from my parents. When I told my, my dad, you know, I think I wanna play hockey and I wanna be on KMOX. And he just kinda of said, well, why not? Instead of trying to talk me out of it. And he said to me, you know, that's a great idea. He said, I can guarantee you this, if you wanna play hockey and be on KMOX, you're gonna meet a lot of people that don't live in your zip code. And he was right. My mother didn't come see me play sports because she thought it was too rough and she didn't want to see her baby get hurt. But, but as she learned later, I was doing more hurting than getting hurt. And those two were just so instrumental to me in growing up. And, and I can't thank them enough for what, what they meant to me. As Ozzy mentioned, I have two lovely daughters. Um, they are the life of my world. Well, they're one of the lives of my world until they call and ask for money. Uh, that's a whole different story. Uh, they have meant so much to me for so many reasons. And I think I was blessed to have girls instead of boys. Because if I had boys, it would have been a whole different story. And, uh, but they were tough. They, they played sports. They did everything. And I can't thank them enough for giving me the support and trying to be the best dad I could be. Because you know what? They saved my career. Because there were times I'd be upset with somebody I was working with. Maybe want to get out on the parking lot and do the do. Then I realized I had two miles to feed at home, so therefore I had to knock that off. So I thank them for, for, for saving daddy's career, basically. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm blessed because I have a person in my life. Um, she's, the, she's my rock. Lori, stand up. 
This is my rock. She's the reason why I almost stopped playing the Powerball until I got, she got mad at me, and then I had to go back to Schnooks and get in line and get another Powerball ticket. Thank you so much for what you mean to me for so many different reasons. I know I'm a handful, but you have been so good to me. You know, I looked around, I saw so many of my friends here. You got a table over here. Could my table stand? Everybody at this table. Everyone at this table has had an impact on my life. Howard Richards and I go back to the point where his dad and my dad used to run together and our mothers would just, just shake their heads because they didn't know when, when, what was going to happen next. We used to call him Big Tiny when he was a kid and look at him now. Jimmy Williams, you, you don't have better friends than him. Kennard, Keith, you guys are just incredible people that I thank you for what you've meant to me in my life. Kelly Chase, you dragged me to Canada. That was a real cultural experience, not for me, but for them. <laughs> Mike Caruso, I remember you worked at KMOX as an intern, stealing bases then too. One of the best guys, you know, when you talk about the St. Louis Blues, they don't make them any better than Mike Caruso because he's seen the good and the bad. And thankfully, the St. Louis Blues have an incredible ownership group. Tom Stillman, man, thank you so much for what you meant to so many. That day when they won the cup, I cried so much that I was nearly dehydrated. <laughs> Chappie, man, what, a, what an incredible person you've turned out to be, along with Gersh, man, and what you guys do community-wise. It is just so incredible, and the Blues alumni and how important you guys have been in St. Louis is just something that what makes St. Louis so cool whether it's the St. Louis Blues or St. Louis Cardinals or Cardinals Care or St. Louis University and the leadership of Chris May, we come together. And there's a lot of cities in America that don't know how to come together, but we support each other for so many different reasons to help so many people, and I'm so proud to be part of that. To my colleagues that I've worked with for so many years, whether it's Frank Cusimano, Bob Ramsey, Howard Richards, Ben Boyd, I love that man, Randy Carricker, Dr. Rick Lehman, Joe Roger, Chris Kerber, Jimmy Woodcock, Steve Moore, and my good buddy Jay Randolph Jr. Dan McLaughlin, Jim Hayes, John Rooney, Jim Jackson. Such good people that I'm so blessed to be around. Coach, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Not going to do it. Finally. I want to thank the fans of the city. I want to thank you all. Whether you say kind words, you see us at the park, at the rink, in the grocery store, at Schnooks, the friendliest stores in town, by the way. <laughs> um, you've always had a kind word, and you've been there for all of us. Whether it's sports open line or a text message or whatever, fans who, who are listening to this tonight on X, by the way, voice of the Cardinals and St. Louis University, um, this, you all make us, you all make us, everybody at this table, you all have made us, and I cannot thank you enough for what you've meant to me, my family, my friends, and certainly this table. May God bless all of you, and keep listening, 1120-436-7900, toll free, what's the number, Tom? What's the number? That, that one too. But thank you so much, may God bless all of you, and we'll see you at the ballpark.
And how about Tom Ackerman? How about this guy? Where's Arnado's? I want his too. Where is it? You don't have it? I'm taking that one too. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get uh, that one over to Claibs. Uh Mike Claiborne, just an incredible human being and, and inspir- inspiration to me, no question. And thank you, Claibs, for all that you've done for our business. We appreciate it. Mike Claiborne, ladies and gentlemen. The Bob Plager Legends Award, renamed in 2021 to honor the memory, the positive impact Bob Plager made on the St. Louis sports community. Bobby won the award in 2019. The winners before him were the following, Roger Worley, Dan Deerdorf, Jackie Smith, Ron Curran, Bernie Federko, Easy Ed McCauley, Jim Hannafin, Roy Seavers, Harry Keough, Keith Kachuk, Chris Pronger, Steve Stepanovich, Barrett Jackman, Al Roboski, and then last year, David Backus and Gary Unger. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bob Plager Legends Award is sponsored by MGI Risk Advisors. Let's take a look at this video. He brings an idea of youthfulness to the people around him, to his players, his coaches. Thank you, St. Louis fans, St. Louis Ram fans. Thank you. You proved you were more than just a baseball fan. You really did. Well, you got involved with our team. After a strong start to the preseason, Vermeil's ability to inspire was put to the test. Now we got Trent Green down. We've got Trent Green down in the middle of the field. We are not going to use Trent Green as an excuse for losing. We will rally around Kurt Warner and we'll play good football. The Rams got behind Dick Vermeil. No substitute for explosion. Now that stands. That faith was repaid and then some. With Warner and Vermeil teaming up for the greatest show on turf. A stunning 1999 Rams season that concluded with Super Bowl 34. Throws right side for Dyson. He dives for the end Ladies and gentlemen, to present the Bob Plager Legends Award sponsored by MGI Risk Advisors, please welcome Hall of Famer Orlando Pace. video never gets old, I'm telling you. It's such a great time in our lives, and, and um, what that video doesn't show is, is the preparation and the process that it took to hoist that trophy.
there, and, and if any of you guys have ever played sports, you know the love between a coach and a player can be complicated at times, right? <laughs> and Mike can attest to this. We went through three-hour practices, and I'm thinking, this is my first year in the league, and I'm thinking, man, Coach Vermeil is going crazy. I can't, I, I don't know if I can make it, you know? <laughs> but uh, it was all a process. And uh, he taught us toughness, accountability, belief in one another, and that's why you saw us win that championship in 1999. As I was sitting there and I was thinking about Coach Vermeil and what he means to the, the, the game of football, it just, it just kept coming back to me. Um, the gold jacket is nice. We're on the same team with that. And you look good in the coach. <laughs> But it comes back, and I'm, and I'm thinking about his career and our relationship and everything that, that transpired winning the championship and the relationship and the impact that Coach Vermeil had on so many players. I go to the Hall of Fame, and he has a number of Hall of Famers that's in, in Canton, and everybody says the same thing. They love him, they believe in him, and he's impacted their life in ways they can't believe. And I feel the same way, Coach. So it is an honor to stand up here and present you with this award uh, because you mean so much to me and, and, and our bond and our support. I love you, Coach. We're going to light this uh, mic up and his mic, and we'll take that award down there for a photo. But while he's getting settled in, if I may, can I please ask a couple of questions of Rams linebacker Mike Jones? Mike, uh, just your thoughts seeing Coach Vermeil up there accepting this award. Uh, this is awesome. I mean, you, you look at a coach that, like Orlando said, you know, when you first meet him, and I got to tell you, when I, when I first signed here, it was strange. And, I'm, and I say that because I go into the office and he says he wants to sign me, and he does this. So I'm sitting there looking like, does this guy really want to hug me? <laughs> you know, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm like, am I supposed to hug him? Or, but, but, you know, as you, as you play for him and as he would bring guys back, you would hear him and hear guys talk about, how much they cared about him and how much he cared about them. And as you play for him and you learn from that, that you, he really does care for you and he's going to make you a better person, a better man, and hopefully a better football player as well. The man who preserved the win in Super Bowl 34, Mike Jones. Well, Coach, and Orlando, thank you so much. Let's hear it for Hall of Famer Orlando Pace. What's it like to be around those guys? And I, and I hear it all the time that when you come back in town, you reach out to everybody and make sure that everybody knows that they're loved. Well, <laughs> like right now, it's an emotional experience. You know, uh, Look at that guy. I watched him play when he was a young college player when I was in broadcasting for three years. I broadcast a number of his games. 
And I said to myself many times in broadcasting, you know, if I were ever going to coach again, he'd be the first guy I'd try to get. You know, and that was sort of a, not a reality. And all of a sudden, I find myself back here, and I tell John Shaw, you know something, John? I don't know how we're going to do it, but Orlando Pace is going to play for the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Fortunately for me, Bill Parcells was the head coach of the Jets that had the first pick. We're good friends, old friends. And I called Bill. He really didn't want the first pick in the draft. I said, Bill, I want Orlando Pace. It's going to take the first pick in the draft to get him. He says, let's make the trade. Took a little while because the general management and the presidents of the teams all get in and all that kind of stuff. You know, they got to talk. They got to earn their salaries. But it came down to Bill saying, okay, and I'm saying, okay, and, parts, and this young man right there, probably one of the three finest offensive tackles to ever play the game. Okay. You know, if I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate. Not many coaches can say they coached three NFL Hall of Fame left tackles. Orlando Pace, okay, Willie Rofe, and a long time ago, another young man that played for us came, came out of Philadelphia Eagles and traded for and came to uh, the Los Angeles Ram in 1969. I, in fact, right now I'm drawing my uh, senior moment. But anyway, uh, three Hall of Fame tackles. And this guy was the most a athletic big guy you've ever seen and a great work ethic. And I had the fortune experience this year to work three months with his young son because he was an intern working in the Hall of Fame organization, Justin Pace. I nicknamed him later on, No Problem Pace, because every time I called to complain, he said, Coach, no problem. <laughs> Coach, no problem. But anyway, Orlando's a big, Orlando, Mike Jones right there. You know, Mike Jones is given so much credit for making the last tackle. He made 50 tackles a year better than that one, okay? The timing was perfect. But Mike Jones' contribution went way beyond that one tackle. You know, you can't buy the leadership in an organization that Mike brought to the team. And a lot of times, guys, coach, you'll know this, someone gets voted the team captain. But the guy really reflecting the attitude and the deep thinking of a football team may not be the guy voted as captain. When there was a serious issue with the team, you know who they went to? They would go to Mike. And Mike can back me on this. And Mike would come up and present the complaint to me. Of course, I'd say, Mike, I make those decisions. Tell them to go down, put the pads on, and get their ass to work. Okay? <laughs> and that's the truth, right, Michael? But really, uh, they measure the contribution sometimes by one play. But these guys, Hall of Famer and fine player, there's two other people in this room that, that are part of a Ram winning organization. Larry Clerkel, Larry, right here. Stand up, Larry. You know who Larry was? Larry was our videographer. Video, you talk about a work ethic. And a, a great guy had added everything done with, in video work. He's the best I've ever been around in my life. And it just made a great contribution. Bill Consoli right over here. Billy, stand up, Billy. Billy was our, our computer genius. Hell, I couldn't even spell computer when I came back in coaching. And, you know, and all the things he did for But our organization, we worked real hard at making it deeper than just how he played on Sunday. And uh, I can remember the first time I got permission to take the entire organization from the president on down and put them in a meeting room together 
and talk to them about how it's going to be starting now. And uh, no one had ever done that. I can't believe an organization had never been together to discuss what the process was going to be, what the vision was going to be, what the values of our organization are going to be. No one ever talked about it together. And all of a sudden you find out you have a, you have a, Larry Clerical, you have a Bill Consoli, you have people you didn't even know in the organization, and they really didn't know each other, and bring them together. It had such depth to how the team plays on Sunday. And I was so fortunate to have the Jim Hannafin. And I, then my last year here, for two years, we did exactly what Orlando said. We worked our asses off. Yeah, they were the losingest team in football. They lost one more game in the Jets. Now, what's that to be proud of? Okay, and uh, you know, we're going to turn around, but we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. And we went to work like they can't, they can't even do it anymore. You can't work like that. It's controlled by the union. It really is. And for a lot of good reasons. And I, I believe in some of the processes they're going through. But there's no correlation between working less and getting better, and there never will be. And I don't care what field you're in. It's the same thing. But anyway, we built that football team. You bring Mike Martz. Mike Martz was... All he needed was an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator. I watched him coach in college when I was in broadcasting. I liked him. You know, I heard good things about him when I came here. And they were all good things. But he was always already hired by the time I got here. Remember, they announced me coming here the Monday before the Super Bowl. Okay? And, that, and he was working then, in the, at the Red, then called the Redskins. Uh, for Norv Turner, and I, I knew Norv when he was a young assistant coach, and I said, great, I'm, I'm going to go after him and get him, and fortunately, I got him. Then we, we draft Torrey Holt. My God, he, he, Torrey Holt, chance, he's a 75% chance this year to go in the Hall of Fame, you know? So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're in a position to go after, you know, Marshall Falk. Now, who's coaching Marshall Falk? Jim Moore. Jim Moore and I worked at Stanford University together. So it got, it was not complicated. Sometimes you can get so deep in management, all they do is discuss what they're going to do and never get it done. And I'm not being critical, but that happens in a lot of their, you know, they, they even bring in subcommittees and consultants. My God. I, I, we wanted Marshall Falk and Jim Moore, and the Colts at that time were, wanted to trade him. Bang, we got him. You know, and all of a sudden, I become a very fine football coach. <laughs> yeah? And I've said all along, I'm the end product of so many people. This coat, Orlando Pace put it on me. Mike Jones put this thing on me. And I, I never had the expectation of wearing a coat like this. I was a high school coach. Then all of a sudden, someone asked me to coach a junior college team, and I did it. Then all of a sudden, I find myself as an assistant at Sanford. Then all of a sudden, I find myself being a special teams coach at the Los Angeles Rams. All of a sudden, I'm an offensive coordinator at UCLA. All of a sudden, I'm a head coach at UCLA. All of a sudden, I'm in Philadelphia. All because I was fortunate enough to be around good players who were willing to work and trust me. And, you know, I learned it the old-fashioned way, you know, from my parents. And we all are proud of our parents. But I, my mom and dad didn't finish high school. My dad ran an old garage behind his great-grandfather's house in Calistoga, the wine country in the Napa Valley. But I learned a lot about what life was all about. And it started with hard work. You know, it, it's a solution to most problems. And we've got to be very careful in what we're doing with a lot of things today to remove that element and try to control it with union thoughts and all these other kinds of things and limit someone from being the best he can possibly be. 
Orlando became the best he could possibly. In fact, Orlando had no limitations in the best he could be. He just ran out of age. You know, after a while, you know, yeah. after a while, those things like me, they start diminishing. But uh, coming to St. Louis after 14 years of being out in broadcasting, like I said, watching Orlando play, and to have a president, John Shaw, call me up and talk to me about this job was, you know, he had talked to me about coming back to coach the Rams every time it was open, even when I was coaching the Eagles, because I had been there as a young assistant. I worked the first year Georgia Frontier was Dan Rosenblum owned the Rams. So I knew, and every year it was open, they asked me if I would be interested and I said, no, no, no. I'm so grateful for John Shaw to say, hey, come on, it's time. And I figured, you know, if I don't go back now, I'll never go. And I knew I couldn't go back and be the guy that I was. I thought I might be able to become something I've never been, a, a good organizer, a good deal to a guy, a good leader in the entire organization, a good evaluator, a good personnel guy. Because I was always my own offensive coordinator, my own quarterback coach, and call my own plays and all those guys. Well, I knew in coming back I couldn't do that after 14 years. And fortunately, get Jim Hannafin. Who's the better guy to live in St. Louis than Jim Hannafin? You know, I, I broadcast his last game as a head coach. You know, when no Bidwell here, God bless him, my God. He fires him, he finds out he's fired by the, the lock and the door was changed. Jeez, crime. You talk about turning around. Oh, anyway, we'll not go there. But uh, uh, St. Louis is a great city. And like I said, all St. Louis needs in any sport, whether it's the blues, whatever it is, Certainly, the Cardinals have set a standard that is very hard to match, very hard to match. But whatever it is that's successful and you prove there's integrity in the organization and their work, the city's going to back it with great passion. And I really appreciate it. Yes, I left after three years. And every once in a while, I ask myself why. And, you know, I did it for a lot of the right reasons. Three kids, 11 grandkids, uh, these kind of things. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm not involved with my family. You know, and I said, God, I'm missing out on graduation. I'm getting out this and see all these different things. And I said, you know, going out as a top of the world is a great advantage. So I do it. Then I get home and find out they don't have any time for the dad. You know, shit. They're going to volleyball games, soccer games, baseball games, proms. And they're never home. Hell, I said, might as well go back and coach. But anyway, I appreciate this award, this Legends Award, I, I really don't feel like a legend. I feel very uh, grateful to all the people that have helped me be what I ended up being in this Hall of Fame. Tell me this, Don Coriel is going to be the next guy, okay? Yes. And he deserves it. But this, Dan, there's two other guys that deserve it posthumously. Dan Reeves, God, 203 wins, four, five Super Bowls. Now he didn't win him and not in the Hall of Fame. That's almost embarrassing. And that's why I feel that way. God, there were so many people. You know, uh, Shanahan, uh, my, not, and Shanahan, and, uh, my, oh, there's so many guys. Uh, they, they, they deserve to be in there. And from now on, you're going to see, I think, a coach go in every year. It was 25 years, only 10 coaches went in. So I feel very fortunate. But the reason I'm here is that guy, Marshall Falk, Mike Jones, and... The combination of those persons, by the time the third year came around, no way could I say that Kurt Warner could be what he ended up being, but I knew he could play.
I just didn't know he could play as well as he could play. God bless him, right? What, what did you know that day? Because, so I was part of the media that covered your team in 97, 98. I mean, we wanted to go hit the sled after your press conferences. Yeah. You, were, you fired us up. Yeah. But that day was different. August 1999, Trent Green goes down. It, actually, that press conference, we, they moved it into the media room. It was right. a smaller group yeah. of us around yeah. that table, and you said, we will rally around Kurt Warner, and we will play good football. What did you know? Well, you know, when you're a head coach and not coaching a position like I used to do as a younger coach, you're on the practice field, and you, you observe so much more because you're not zeroed in in one phase of the game or one position. And I kept watching from a defensive standpoint. Now I'm in the secondary when our scout team quarterback, Kurt Warner, is running the opponent's offense against our defense. And I'd walk off the practice field once in a while. I'd, I'd go over to my defensive coaches. I says, either our defense is lousy or this kid can play. You know, Jesus. You know, it just, he just didn't, you know, he, he would make them mad. You know, scout team quarterbacks run the offensive plays off a card. And they show them in the huddle and everyone sees what they're supposed to do and then they run the play and they would circle where they wanted to throw the ball because that's where the opponent threw it last week or the week before and he'd come back he'd look there and he'd throw it over touchdown or big first down all like that because then they, they would get man why'd you throw it there well he was covered i threw it over here you know and no one told him to do it he just instinctively did it and i think he developed a lot of those skills in the arena league because the game is so compact and, and quick and fast but uh, I knew Orlando and Michael remember this we beat the 49ers for the first time in 17 games now it's hard to lose 17 in a row you almost have to try to lose 17 in a row <laughs> but uh, I was part of the end of it we beat them and we had 21 to nothing the end of the first quarter end of the first quarter and a team that was in the playoffs the year before and the week before that we'd beaten the Super Bowl team so, you know, I go in the meeting room, I, I've told this many times, I look at the squad, I said, you know, guys, we're really fortunate. The only team in the league that can be beat us is the one in this room. Nobody can beat this football team. This is like the fifth game of the season on a Monday. Nobody can beat this football team if we keep doing what we're doing, working like we're working. Don't get fat-headed, don't, get, don't look past anything other than next week, we'll win it all. So help me, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And they proved me right. Now, it came down to Mike solving my problem. <laughs> but anyway, that's my story. Last thing for me, and you told me this, but I, I know you worked with Brent Musburger and, and you covered and called Orlando's games at Ohio State, et cetera, but you also called games with Jack Buck. Yeah, what was I that did. experience like? You know, Jack's main partner was Hank Stram. Hank Stram was a great guy and a, quite a character, but he could not figure out the use of a telestrator. You know, the game's going on, the, the, the color analyst draws the plays and circles the guys on the telestrator. He could not get it. So it came to playoff games at the end of the year. They moved me to work three in the booth with Jack and Hank, and it was an unbelievable experience. I broadcast the only game in history where the analyst was fired in the second quarter. <laughs> Hank Stram, the director, fired him in the middle of the second quarter because Hank kept calling for a replay that he wanted, and the, the producer would come up with a different video. 
and he started getting in the off the air. He put it, and he's swearing down to the truck. So the producer comes up and fires his ass in the booth during the game. So help me God. And also, it's, now it's just Jack Buck and I. And every time I would see Jack, I, we would laugh so much about that experience. Then at halftime, he came back and they solved the problem, worked it out. And Hank realized who really is running the television show. Okay, not Hank. But uh, Jack was, you know, and Jack, I got to see him a lot because he would come to practice and that kind of stuff. And uh, just, and his son, Joe, ain't too bad. Okay, yeah. Really a, a great St. Louis man, a great St. Louis person, and a great broadcaster, and a, a great friend to a lot of people. Yeah. Which is what you are. And in closing, UCLA winning the Rose Bowl, Eagles taking them to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, you came back and you led the Chiefs and darn near took them to the promised land as well. But your time here in St. Louis, Coach Vermeil, was very, very special and it will always be with us. Thank you, I appreciate that. Well, a big part of me is here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Hall of Famer, Dick Vermeil. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for this evening. Thank you for joining us at the 53rd Jack Buck Awards. Have a great night. For those of you listening on KMOX, we have news at the top of the hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 